Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 87 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, Narrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. We are back to normal this week as Donna Kelsey's favorite podcaster, Tom Childs, has returned. We'll be talking our usual about the Chiefs' previous game against division rival, the LA Chargers. Well, I say rival, more like an in- a mild inconvenience. But we'll be chatting about Justin Ross's um, situation before we take our second look at the Denver Broncos, which means we'll probably be referring to our show notes from two weeks ago. But first... Yeah, we got three tickets to the Brand Van concert happening this Monday night at the Pacific Palisades. Are you going to all go in if you uh, want to answer a couple of questions? Uh, mainly, what is Todd's favorite Comes the blitz, pressure! Oh, what a play by Willie Gay! Drops him all the way back near the 40-yard line. Wasn't there what Mahomes wanted. Pass. There he is, now the Scantling! He dives! And he's in for the touchdown! And there's another catch by Kelsey! He's got one man to beat! Kelsey tackled down at the five-yard line. Morrow prevents the touchdown to the end zone. And back to the end zone resides Rice with the touchdown. Oh, here's a big one, too. Four yardage for Rice. Rice with Morrow dragging him down. That's going to go for about 38 yards. day when Dante Hall entered the ring of honor. Can he pay tribute to him? Here he goes. It's Hardman. Hardman to the 40 and out of bounds near the 30-yard line. The ball. No chance. Tranquil. The old charger makes the play on his former teammate. And the traffic. Intercepted as Brian Cook to close out the game. He he's a treat to be able to watch him. And that's where Herbert is trying to get to. But right now, Patrick Mahomes still solidifies his place. Top Mount Rushmore, of course. Tom, you're back, mate. Are you feeling better? I am. I really enjoyed your intro today. Did you? It was <laughs> thrown it together. It took me by surprise a couple of times. First of all, you said talking <laughs> about the charges. Love it. Um, Donna Kelsey's favourite podcaster. I'd love that to be true. If I'm third, then I'm happy. And um, 
then you mentioned the show notes about uh, using the show notes from two weeks ago for the Broncos chat, which is exactly what I was going to say later on in the show. So you've already stolen that. Ah, Right. Okay. Do you know what? I do feel better. Like last week I was in a bad place. Like I I was not well at all. Um, Like I think they call it man flu. And from what I've heard, yeah, it's, it's a disease that's like probably the worst disease ever known to affect a human being like i don't know about you but i'd much rather like go through childbirth than have to deal with man flu like man flu for me is just like just not just knocks you out of the park doesn't it it's just it's just awful i mean childbirth i mean it, it it's kind of got to be easier than that hasn't it yeah <laughs> and straight away we've lost 50 percent of our listeners <laughs> yeah. we kid we kid we kid I, I i've witnessed childbirth three times and there is no way in how i could do it once like oh. not a chance i tell you what if men had to have babies there would be no life would they? No. you are 100 percent true they are troopers i don't know how they do it once let alone go back to do it a second and a third time yeah Just, let's yeah. have another one you're like what <laughs> yeah. you see what happened last time yeah. it's bad enough there. when I'm watching it <laughs> I was there, I saw what happened <laughs> do you know what, the first time that um, I, I I witnessed it when my eldest was born, Henry he was born the morning after the Chiefs winning their first divisional title in like seven years <laughs> and it, it, do you remember the game against the Chargers when Tyreek Hill returned the punt from like the one yard line yeah. It was that was the night before and uh, she'd been induced and she's laying there like in, in like in pain. Like, they'd obviously drugged her up a little bit because she'd been through quite a lot of pain. And yeah. I was just sat in the corner watching the Chiefs Chargers game on my phone, on, on the phone. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there thinking, can you just hang on until, until we won the division? Just hold on a minute. Fair play. She, she hung on. I got to watch prime time that week and everything. <laughs> what a trip. Yeah. Did it for you, there man. Yeah. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> How do we get on to babies? Sorry? How did, how did we get on to babies? Well, I was told about man flu being worse than childbirth, which it definitely isn't. Ah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably that. Yeah. But I'm glad I've got the ill- I've had the illness now. I've, uh, it's kind of, I'm about the tail end of it now. I'm coming out the, the back end of it. I'm like almost out of it. And I'm glad I've done it before Germany because I, I hate going away and being ill. And the, the thought of going to Germany and like not being able to have as much fun as mm. I'd like to because I've got this horrible disease um, um yeah it didn't sound too too much fun yeah match fit for germany is that it i am i am i've, I've ordered my taylor swift t-shirt i've got my oh, i've got man. my i've got do you know what in fact i've ordered two um oh. <laughs> yeah you are hook line and sinker in all on all of this oh well, you? you really are i've got a go taylor's boyfriend t-shirt right and <laughs> i've I'm, I'm gonna wear it loud and proud so basically if you come into germany the Arrowheads Abroad crew, which are basically just a, a bunch of old, sad English blokes and yeah. the old Scotsmen, but essentially. Um, we're all going out on the Friday in Frankfurt. We're just going to go for an evening out. But the theme of the night is Swift Tea, as in uh, Swift Tight End. Uh, um, and there. the dress code is you have to wear a Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey themed T-shirt. Now, some people have gone the other way and I, I noticed that one of our members or one of the guys that are going has got a jason kelsey deandre swift t-shirt because they're saying that swift kelsey like Blast. i kind of like that but yeah. the louder the t-shirt the better and i know for a fat brad that you haven't got 
a Taylor Swift t-shirt yet. And that bothers me because you're going to be with me and you're, we're going to be sharing a room in Germany. And I need you to get involved, man. Come on. Don't be a bore. Get a Taylor have, Swift t-shirt. No, I have actually ordered something that's sort of Taylor Swift related. I've basically got a t-shirt. I've arranged to get a t-shirt that has Tyler Swift number one fan. Oh, Who's Tyler yeah. Swift? Exactly. Just yeah, I just thought yeah. it'd be funny just to put Tyler Swift number one fan. So clearly I'm a number uh-huh. one fan. You're uh-huh. so funny. So I'm gonna wear that. So I'm not I'm not really kind of participating in it, but kind of. Okay, okay. Well, so basically, I, if you want to come out for beers, you want to come out for beers on Friday night in Frankfurt if you go into Germany, just drop us a DM on Twitter. I will say yes, come and meet us, come for a beer, but you have to turn up in a Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey theme t-shirt. That that is the only stick like stipulation. You have to be wearing that. My only defense is surely a 43-year-old man wearing a Taylor Swift t-shirt is a little bit pervy. No, but it's not it's it's ironic and it? it's the reason you're wearing it. It doesn't it's... Well, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a good night, mate. I'm sure whatever you've got planned for that, if Taylor Swift turns up then that would be even better, I suppose. I doubt she will. I wonder if Donna <laughs> Kelsey know. will be. Do you reckon Donna Kelsey will be in town? I reckon. I No word of a lie. You were there. The Arrowheads Abroad... No, you wasn't there. The Arrowheads Abroad uh, pie before the game in London in 2015. Oh, no. we, we arranged a pie on... This is when I was running Arrowheads Abroad back then. We had a pie in London the night before the Lions game. And um, Jason Kelsey turned up to it. No, no way. Jason Kelsey was there. He come over. The Eagles were on a bye week, so he come over to watch the game, and he comes. He come to our party. You've met Jason Kelsey. I, I think I did. I was so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why he's never come back to London? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I did. Have I never told you that? I don't think you've ever told me. That. You've told me you've met Christian Okoye. You've told me you've met Clark uh, Hunt. Yeah. You've told me you've met uh, the governor. I, I, I accidentally sat in Clark Hunt's. Uh, wife's uh, seat once um, <laughs> I sat in her seat basically no it wasn't Clark wife's um, sorry let's start again I accidentally sat in Clark Hunt's seat once um, they, when they went to Chiefs Raiders years ago I got given a media pass and <laughs> he gave me a media pass I know stupid <laughs> and um, I got to go sit in the press conferences after the game at Arrowhead and I'd already had a few right like I, I went to I know you mate a few isn't a few I had a few and for whatever reason I sat in my normal seat during the game even though I could have gone up and sat with like the likes of Pete and that lot up in the gods um and Mitch I decided to sit in my normal seat because I'd had a few right and after the game I thought oh, I'm just gonna do it I'm gonna go to this press conference I left my mate I said my mate who went with me I just left him I said right I'm gonna go to this press conference and I uh, the old like arrowhead you've seen the new one but the old arrowhead like press conference room is kind of like dark and dingy it's like it wasn't great anyways and i thought what am i going to do what am i going to am i going to ask anyone a question what am i going to do sod it i'll just go and sit down anyways i went and sat down and i sat down next to clark hunt's wife and i didn't know it was clark hunt's wife and she turned around to me and she went excuse me that's my husband's seat and then i looked up and that like, clark hunt was just stood there <laughs> So I was what, like, oh, okay. Of all the years I've known you, you've never told me this. You told me you, you went to the press conference and, and Andy yeah. Reid was looking at you going, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Me guy? and Andy Reid made the most awkward eye contact in the world once. It was awful. <laughs> so you've had awkward eye contact with Andy Reid. Yeah. And you've stolen Clark Hunt's seat. Put it this way. I would rather kiss <laughs> Andy Reid 
open mouthed with closed eyes than go through that open eyed eye contact with him ever again. Seriously. (laughs) It was that awkward. So pair that with all everything that you've done against the Chiefs there and and everything I did when I blanked Patrick Mahomes in the tunnel at Arrowhead. Yeah. How how are we getting to these games, mate? How how are we we allowed anywhere near Chiefs Kingdom right now or the Chiefs games? I I just fear that we might see a Chief or two around town in Frankfurt. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Pop into one. Do you know what? I don't know what you're going to do either. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to be the one going, Tom, Tom, tone it down, son. Tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you might not even recognize them. You, you'd be that, that drunk, I suppose, that you won't even recognize who they are. I'm not going to be that drunk. We've, we've got work to do. We've got to report live from actually, Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we've just got notification. We've got to work when we're there. So uh, thanks, Pete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I can put it on the tax return now, so I'm okay. I'm yeah, okay. That, okay is, that. that is the, probably the positive as well. Yeah, we yeah. can put it on the tax return. But, uh, you know, well, I mean, we'll talk about that and obviously the show next week because yeah. it's literally the show the day before we actually fly out, isn't it? Because we fly out on the Thursday. So um, we'll tell you what we're up to and uh, we'll actually be reporting back what we're doing, all of our experiences and everything like that. So, um, yeah. Action packed next week from the Great British Chief Show, isn't it? Because I think mm-hmm. are we the only representatives from Arrowhead Pride, or is Pete going to be there? No, Pete can't go. Can't go. No, he said no. he didn't want to because we're flying. I'm going. No, I'm joking. No, he's he's not going. Pete's not going. We are we are repping AP next I think, week in Germany. I think because Pete found out we were going, he's like, no, I don't want anything to do with them too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep them at arm's length. <laughs> well, funny enough, when we were in Miami, I could have met up with him. Then he was in Miami. Funny, somehow we didn't manage to make it work for three days. We oh, were there. yeah, well, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Brad with you? Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I, I can't make it work. I'm a fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the Chargers game because this was probably one of the most emphatic victories this so far this season that we saw. We saw both sides of the ball clicking. Yeah, it was like the Bears game, but against a decent opponent, wasn't it? And it surprised me. Like, obviously, we didn't record a podcast last week, but I don't think I was shy in saying on social media in five questions that I expected the Chargers to win that game last week. I I fully expected the Chargers to win for whatever reason. I thought it was the Chargers' turn to be on the right side of a coin flip game. Typically, last few years, the Chiefs and Chargers played each other very close. It's gone down to the fourth quarter, excuse me. And the Chiefs of the team has come out on top. And my confidence with the Chiefs was probably at an all-time low. Not an all-time low. That's 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 an exaggeration. Yeah, five and one uh, at the time was an all-time yeah, low. Yeah, that's an ex- that's, that's an exaggeration. I apologize. But no, it was it was low because the offense did concern me. The offense continues to um concern me all season. Yeah. And I thought, are the Chargers or are the Chiefs rather going to be able to stop the Chargers enough to allow the Chiefs to win the game. And I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought the Chargers would be able to put up 24 to 27 points. And then my questions were, were the Chiefs be able to keep up with that? But lo and behold, outside of a second quarter when scoring went crazy, um, the Chiefs dominated that game. And it was an absolute joy to watch. Probably the most fun I've had watching the Chiefs outside of a playoff game in, in years. It was emphatic how well they played. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mahomes at halftime or something like, was he at 350-odd yards or something like that yeah. at halftime? Which I was thinking, God, he could really break the actual game record here. He could be going on for 600 yards the way he's going. And imagine if that one hadn't been called back for the Jarrett McKinnon touchdown. Yeah. You're talking an extra touchdown because that turned into a field goal, that drive. An extra touchdown, an extra 40 yards on top of that. Um, it wouldn't have made a difference in time. The same amount of possessions would have happened for the Chiefs. They probably would have got the same amount of points, but you would have had that extra extra seven plus the extra yards yardage on top of it. It was, it, it was, I think the best performance from Mahomes we've seen probably since the second half of the Super Bowl. It yeah. was definitely the best performance of Mahomes this year. And outside of the Super Bowl, I can't remember him playing as well as that in a long time. Do you know what? The offense looked like that 2020 version of the offense the year after they won the Super Bowl when they just steamed roll teams. It yes. wasn't like the it wasn't like the uh, 2018 2019. Now I'm not talking about that uh, that offense where it was like Mahomes highlight reels. In 2020 they were just methodical and they just like everything they tried just worked and it didn't matter what position they were in they managed to move the ball that's what Sunday felt like it felt like this is the best possible version of this Chiefs offense this year if they're going to click this is what it's going to look like you had Isaiah Pacheco running well you had Travis Kelsey eating you had contributions from your receivers and it was just it was nice for a change not for it just being Rashi Rice you had contributions from Sky Moore from MBS yes they probably need to bring up a little bit more they probably need a little bit more stats a little bit a few more catches that is for sure but they contributed, and which is far more than what we've seen in the last few weeks. We get this version of the offense paired with that version of the defense, or a version like that version of the defense. Then this Chiefs defense, uh, this Chiefs team is unstoppable. Like genuinely, is unstoppable. That's how well they played on Sunday. We've said this for a while, haven't we? This this team, the way that they could be spreading the ball around so much, and that many different options that Mahomes has got to throw to. I and mean, yes, okay, they've spluttered a little bit at the beginning of the season, but as soon as it kind of clicks and gets gets together, a bit more of a rhythm like they were getting against the Chargers, this is what we can expect from the Chiefs moving forward because Kelsey was on it as well. Who was it? 179 yards, 12 receptions. Yeah. So you got MBS with three receptions for 84 yards. I mean, there was so much spreading around at the ball. Now, the only thing that bothers me at the minute, and I brought it up before, is... What are we doing with Kadarius Tony? Because Kadarius Tony, did he have one reception or something like that? Yeah. For pittance of yards, basically. So are we expecting Tony to be involved later on? I don't know. But that's that's another thing that I'm looking at that defensive coordinators must be thinking, right, well, who are they going to use this week? You know, Kelsey was wide open on an island. He was I just think- doing his own thing, wasn't he? But when you've got like the likes of Tony, it could be MVS this week. It could be Rice next next week. It could be Tony next week after that. You don't know where where your um, where your uh, defense really has to scheme for. Well, yeah, especially when he's hitting ten different receivers in one game or ten different pass catches. That's just ludicrous. No, yeah. no other quarterback does it and spreads the ball as well as Mahomes. But you mentioned Tony, and I want to talk about Tony because when week one there was a clear plan to get Tony involved in the passing game. Like he dropped past is they still kept passing him the ball and he looked like he was going to be the target and all the talk in the off season and the preseason I don't know how many articles are curated about Kadarius uh, Tony's going to be the breakout star of 2023 he's going to be the guy you have to draft this guy on your fantasy team he's going to be the Chiefs WR1 when it hasn't really materialized yes he had that injury and they, that affected his play in what weeks two to four 
But now we're talking week seven, and he's still not really involved in the passing game. I do think the Chiefs want to get him involved. Mm. I do think they are going to try and get him involved. But for whatever reason, it's not materialising. Now, he doesn't need to be a six, seven catch a game kind of guy. But he's so explosive when he has the ball in his hands. You need to get the ball in his hands at least two or three times, at least two or three times a game in favourable situations where he can make a big play happen. Does that get affected now that McCole Harmon's back? Maybe a little bit. But Justin Watson is injured and there's another receiver that's got issues we're going to talk about in a second. But whilst we are limited with bodies in the receiver room all of a sudden with three bodies down, then why isn't Tony seeing a bigger part in this offence? And it does, it does make me question it. Maybe they are just waiting for the right moment to break him out because maybe perhaps they feel like we don't need to show what Tony can do in week seven against the Chargers. We certainly don't need to show what Tony can do in week eight against Denver. Maybe it's what they're looking at to the Dolphins game. Maybe that's when they're going to say, actually, this is when we're going to add this little wrinkle, get Tony involved into the offense a little bit more, like against the bigger fish of the AFC. I don't know what the plan is. I want to know what the plan is. I just hope there is a plan. That's my big worry because you've got a guy that's very good with the ball in his hands. And right now he's not being used in that way. And I just think it would be a lack of uh, maybe due diligence if you didn't have something set for that particular guy and his particular skill set. Yeah. I'm actually pleased that they brought back McCall Hardman, I must admit, because Tony, they were using Tony quite a bit in the last few games where he was almost like the gadget man doing the jet sweeps and everything like that. And it wasn't really working. It wasn't really materialising. Whether that was Tony not being able to do that that role or maybe that's not his strength in that role. Bringing Hardman back just made a lot more sense for me because you have that gadget guy who's got the speed, you've got who understands the offence straight away. And that punt return he brought back, I mean, that was... Yeah. That was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. When he, was, when he was halfway through that, I was going, go on, son. I was really rooting for him because I thought, you know what? He's been spread around. He's been sent to the Jets. He's really hated his life at the Jets and he's come back to the Chiefs. Come, he's come home, hasn't he? He's come to his natural home and he just flourished in that return. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy they brought him back. I feel like yeah. they had... I, I'm happy because they had to bring a guy back. They had, sorry, they had to add a guy that knows the offense. Mm. They had to bring because Andy Reid's offense is so hard. So they had to add talent to the receiver room because obviously nothing had materialized for the receivers up until this week. And Justin Watson's injured. Justin Ross has issues. Yeah. Richie James is still on IR. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I was happy for the, I was happy for Hardman. Um, I don't think he's going to cure many of our issues at receivers, but if he can contribute a little bit, then then fair enough. Like if, if, if McCall Hardman's role in this team is to be a reliable punt returner that breaks one every now and then, and then makes one or two plays a game, like he did in mm. the passing game, he caught that big third down uh, towards the end of the game that um, prolonged a drive. If that's, if that's his role in the offense, I'm fine with it. Yeah. What we can't expect though, is for McCall Hardman to think, ah, oh, this is going to be the guy we thought we might get when he was coming out of, the draft. Uh, he's going to be our Tyreek Hill replacement because remember that was what he was potentially tipped to be because of the issues that Tyreek Hill had at the time. He's going to be that guy. He's not going to be that guy. Mahomes and, and Hardman are still going to have issues. They're still going to have mental breakdowns because they had one on Sunday. They had another one on Sunday. Yeah. You're going to see those frustrations. But as long as your expectations for Hardman are low enough, 
then I think he can be a, a very good piece for this team. Start expecting the world. You're only going to be disappointed. Yeah. But I, I understand why they've done it. I'm, a, I'm actually okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it's actually benefited him going away to the Jets, not really kind of succeeding at the Jets and coming back to the Chiefs. Because I think Chiefs fans now expect, just like you were saying, the bare minimum of just, be the gadget guy, be the punt returner if you need to be, come up with a few players now and again. Mm. I think that's been a real kind of breath of fresh air for him because you saw it in that game where the crowd, every time he either got the ball or he, that you know that long punt return he did, the crowd was really behind him. I think it was like he felt like he was home. That's what I felt yeah, like. Yeah, it was a special moment. It was. I, I enjoyed the uh, Mitch Holter's video with the commentary on it. I did enjoy that. That, that was good fun. But um, yeah, I, I don't know how... I don't want to be all pessimistic about it, but when he runs the wrong route and Mahomes throws a pit because he ran the wrong way, I don't think then people will be as uh, happy then for, yeah. for McCall. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it says a lot about the wide receiving room when uh, everyone's happy that McCall Hardman is back, but we can't, we can't really, uh, you know, go against them this week because I thought, I thought they played a great game. I thought everybody was on point. Everybody knew what they were doing. And I suppose a lot of it as well as um, <laughs> the fact that Brandon Staley played zone against Kelsey um, they saw all the time that against Kelsey, so and Kelsey's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, has he not been beaten by Kelsey enough to know that that's not what you do? I'll tell you what, let's leave the middle of the field open for Travis Kelsey, one of the best open space receivers the league has ever seen. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's have that bit of the field open. I just don't get it. Like, just in the process, to, you've got like, <laughs> why? I just don't understand. Like, if you are playing the Chiefs right now and you are a, def- a defensive team and you're looking at the Chiefs and you go, right, how am I going to beat the Chiefs? Or sorry, start again. How are the Chiefs going to beat us? Yeah. You you have to start with Mahomes and Kelsey, right? Despite, like, I'm going to go full on Michael Parsons here. It's easy to beat the Chiefs, apparently. <laughs> it's really easy to beat the Chiefs. You've just got to stop Kelsey and Mahomes. That's, That's all you've got to do. do. Yeah. That's all you've got to do. Stop Kelsey and Mahomes, you beat the Chiefs, you know? Yeah, hardly anyone's tried that tactic. They're too busy going after Blake Bell and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. That's their problem. Um, yeah, but anyways, if if you're a defensive team, surely, 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 you bracket Kelsey. You have to bracket Kelsey. You start there. You bracket that man, knowing the other receivers aren't very good in comparison to Travis Kelsey. Surely you start there and go right. Andy Reid, Mahomes, run game. What have you got? You take those two. You you have to accept you're going to play. You're going to play the rest of the offense a man down. You're going to have to accept that. If you but you're taking away Travis Kelsey. There's your positive. Your negative. You're playing a man down. But you've taken away Travis freaking Kelsey with Taylor Swift in in the in the stands. Yeah. Go on. Powered powered by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Powered by Taylor Swift. <laughs> surely, surely, surely. That's where you start and then work the rest out. For whatever reason, the Chargers went, oh, do you know what? We're not going to go for anyone. We're just going to get into zone. And if anyone drops into our zone, that's who we're going to defend. But that middle of the pitch, that middle of the field, that bit where Travis Kelsey's so lethal, we just leave that open. Leave that. Go on. Have fun, Travis. Go on, Travis. And Mahomes and Kelsey were just like, all right, <laughs> fair enough. We're aware of that. And the Chiefs absolutely torched them. I just don't get it. Like, how is that man still in a job? Like if well, I was a Chargers fan, he essentially is their Todd Haley. <laughs> just a defensive version. He is so bad. I just, 
I, I've got a friend that supports the Chargers, and I, I normally see him every Monday because I play football with him. Oh, friend, football friend. Oh, best friends forever and ever. Oh, friend. And every single week he goes on about Staley. He absolutely hates him. Goes on <laughs> about Staley. But this week I didn't get to see him because football was cancelled. And I was gutted because I was going there wait, waiting, ready for the... I thought, this guy's going to give me some good material for the podcast. <laughs> we go. But I didn't see him. But I cannot wait to see this man again on Monday because he's just going to go off on Staley because he is honestly one of the worst coaches in the NFL. And you've got a team that is loaded with talent. Like how much money has been spent on that defense? You've got Justin Herbert, who everyone's calling because he's got a coach. Justin Herbert, there's nothing wrong with Justin Herbert. He is a very freaking good quarterback. He is good in spite of his coaches. And yet somehow they still manage to mess it up every single year having all these pieces is because they are so poorly coached and it starts with Staley. I just don't get it. If that man is in a job, if that man is an NFL head coach next year, I, I, I will do something. I don't know what, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I don't know. I will wear a Chargers jersey to Wembley next year if Brandon Staley is still their head coach this time next year. He's, he's, Awful, 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 awful. I'll give Brennan Staley a bit of advice. Something that I take on board at work as well, right? And you'll probably do it at work as well in your job, mate. A lessons learnt log. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just write down what went wrong in this last game and just work on that and go, do you know what? Let's make sure that we learn that lesson from, from last time so we don't make the same mistake again. I don't think he's got a lessons learnt log, mate. I don't think that's what it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's concentrating on his beard too much. He looks rough now, doesn't he? Do you remember when he first came into the league? He was all slick and clean. And like, does that and everyone you, loved it. And everyone hung on to every word of his press conferences. Do you remember that stage? Yeah. When, every, like, when everyone was like, oh, Brand Staley, he's the second coming of Jesus. Like, he goes for everything. He goes for it. He doesn't care. He just goes for everything. Yeah. Socrates. <laughs> and then you've got Brandon Staley, the next great philosopher. <laughs> goes for it on fourth down all the time. It's great. I love yeah. it. What a, yeah. what a guy. What I just guy. love Brandon Staley. Nobody's ever done now that. Look at him. Now he just looks like Forrest Gump running across America. I'm pretty tired. I think I'll go home now. Like, he's a mess. <laughs> Do you know what? It's like the uh, being prime minister over here, isn't it? You get a fresh prime minister come in and buy it like week four. The grey head, the, yeah. the, the bloodshot eyes. A bit like yeah. you know the, the US presidential uh, candidates and stuff like that. They look all rosy and everything. But as soon as you become president, that's it. Yeah. The age, like. 50 years, don't they? Yeah, that's what's happened to Staley. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the NFL does to you. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave the Chargers game aside because uh, it, there was so much went on in that. We're, we're obviously very happy riding high on that at the minute because mm-hmm. the Chiefs really kind of unlocked something in this. And I think they will carry it on into the next game, which obviously we'll get into in the second part of the show. Um, but um, the other news that we had as well is obviously the Chiefs signed Mike Pinnell, which is Same great. No, no. Um, and uh, so we've got the big guy who's got the big nose tackled back, um, mm-hmm. which has won us two Super Bowls. You, you can't not sign that guy with that. Was resume. he there last year? Was he there last year? Was he? No, hang on. No, I don't think he, he was. He was, the, he was like, he was the underlying, like, underlying hero of the 2019 he season. He was. That was it. He was. Yes, MVP, he was. MV Pennell. Yeah. Hey, even one Super Bowl, I'll take it. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Chiefs obviously signing Hardman and Pennell, which is great. There was a little bit of an issue going on into this week, which um, 
we have to touch on it a little bit because this is we're actually late recording. We're actually this is Wednesday recording. We normally record on Tuesday, but we're waiting on this story to develop. But um, Pete Sweeney uh, wrote a, an article on this as well about the Justin Ross situation. Yeah. And uh, I thought we had to bring it up on this, really, because, I mean, we're not going to go into, obviously, the ins and outs of what he's exactly done. Um, but apparently he was arrested on Monday afternoon. Uh, he was charged with two misdemeanors. Um, one was apparently domestic battery and criminal damage total in less than $1,000. Um, so he's pleaded not guilty. And I wanted to bring it up because... We hear this often in the NFL, don't we, about players getting in trouble with the police and, you know, however you feel about it on this. But, I mean, if there's, if there's anything that comes up with domestic battery, I think that fans have to really kind of understand that this is a very serious situation. Yeah. No matter how light you think it might be or how heavy you might think it might be, it's domestic battery at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's something that the Chiefs organization obviously – really take very seriously. We saw that with the Kareem Hunt situation as well. Um, you know, obviously in the hotel rooms and stuff. Um, and just what I don't understand is how players get themselves into this kind of situation. No, not the way. And I don't want to go into, to be honest, but I don't really want to go down that route of this no. story because the whys and how comes um, I don't want to go around because I don't really want to try. I don't understand it myself. I can't imagine myself being in that situation, yeah. but, and I, I've, I think it's an it's an awful thing. Like any crime, um, should be punished and whatnot. But um, see, so I don't want to comment on what Justin Ross's head's at. I don't want to comment on any NFL players that head at. It's an ongoing legal matter, so I don't think we need to touch on that. What I want to talk about in regards to this situation is where it leads the Chiefs a receiver, mm. and let's let's assume that the Chiefs aren't going to be playing Justin Ross over the next few weeks whilst this plays out. Yeah. Let's assume that based on what we've seen before, that this will probably lead to a suspension of some kind. We kind of have to work on the basis now that Justin Ross probably isn't part of the Chiefs' immediate to near future plans. Yes, at this moment in time, yeah. Okay. Which leaves the Chiefs lighter receiver because Justin Watson is injured. Um, he's not an IR, but he's injured. Richie James is an IR. Justin Ross, okay, let's, let's park his future for now. That leaves McCole Hardman, Rashi Rice, MBS, and Sky Moore. Now, MBS had a good game on Sunday. Sky Moore's not played very well all season. Rashi Rice is a rookie. And McCole Hardman, we just talked about what would be a good season for him, what we can expect from him. Yeah. To me, that leads leaves a massive hole yep. at receiver, regardless of what Travis Kelsey does. The Chiefs can spread the ball all they want. They still need another guy. By the time we record the next podcast, it'll be around the trade deadline. I think it's Tuesday evening, isn't it? Halloween. Yeah. So we'll be there or thereabouts. Who would you like to see or would you like to see the Chiefs make a move and who for? Like, I have a guy in mind. I think he may be a bit expensive, but yeah. Are you thinking I, DeAndre Hopkins? I wasn't actually. Well, you're not. No. He's an option, but uh, is he an option? <laughs> He's an expensive like, option, isn't he? He is, He's a, yeah. He is very much a rental if we were to go for DeAndre Hopkins. like the, Apparently the Titans are shopping him. They mm. do. They are trying to get rid. They're having a fire sale down in Tennessee because Ryan Tannehill's injury has completely derailed their season now. Yes, um, they they aren't making the playoffs, so they need to get rid of some t talent, expensive talent. They've already got rid of Kevin Byer to the Eagles already this week. I imagine DeAndre Hopkins will be next. Um, silly DeAndre Hopkins shouldn't have signed with the Titans in the first place. That was his fault. The he thing he's got, money talks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Talk. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. But the guy that I would like the Chiefs to sign 
um would be hollywood brown marquise brown from from the cardinals that's who i'd like like he's obviously been at the ravens he's now at the cardinals but he hasn't had like a consistent run in an offense with a very i don't want to say elite quarterback i'm not saying that because lamar jackson is an elite quarterback but like you know him being a main wide receiver in a passing fully passing offense with a guy that's stable with mm. an offense that's stable with a head coach that's stable i don't think marquise brown's been fully into that situation yet um he was too young for it in in baltimore arizona is an absolute mess um i would like the chiefs to go and go ahead and get him i don't know what his contract is i i, I should have looked at that before beforehand but if the Chiefs can swap a day free pick yeah. for a guy like Marquise Brown, who they are shopping, apparently, they are shopping him as well. I, I'm, I would like the Chiefs to go out and make that move. I do feel like they need to make a move at receiver. I don't feel like they've got enough bodies going forward. Yes, Justin Watson will be back in a few weeks, but I would if I, I do think the Chiefs need another guy on top of that just to push that room. At the end of the day, they opened the season with seven receivers, didn't mm. they? Yeah. And we need to get to that number still, especially if we're going to have an offensive spread to the ball around. So yeah, I'd like them to go out and get Marcus Brown. DeAndre Hopkins would be wonderful too, but I just can't see the money working in that situation. No, the money's too much for that. I mean, was he on 29 mil or something like that? Something crazy. Um, yeah, it's not something that I think the Chiefs will realistically go for. Um, I, I like I like what you said about Marquise Brown though, because that is more of a realistic option. Isn't it? And it it kind of fits with the, the the what the Chiefs are trying to do. They say they are clearly trying to find value, and 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 bringing back Michael Hardman was obviously one of those things. It made sense just to obviously yeah. fill that void for a little bit until they could probably make a move for a big wide receiver name, yeah. or at least somebody who would have fit in a WR one role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I quite I, I would happily have Marquise Brown. I think I I, I, I like what he does. I like what, I like his abilities. And and like you said, a pass-heavy offense like the Chiefs have, yeah, I think he fits right in. I think he'd be a hell of a fit. Yeah, great shout, mate. I like that. I really like that. This is um, when we don't sign any receivers and we end up trading for a linebacker to cope for a <laughs> Nick Bowles injury. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got Tranquil, haven't we? At the minute in that in that position, yeah. Tra- I thought Tranquil did great in against the against old team. <laughs> uh, the Nick Bowles injury does really doesn't like worry you, does it? Like, yeah, uh-huh. I want him to. I want him to be on the field, but he's out for two months. But yeah. are the Chiefs going to miss him massively? No, I think they can get by without him. It just mm. means when he does come back, he's going to be a big old boost to this defense. Yeah, like we we cope without Nick Bowen. Yeah, words I thought we'd never say. He's yeah. that good. But yeah, talk about returns as well. Actually, um, a menu. How class was he against <laughs> the Chargers? How uh, that's a, such a massive string to this Chiefs ball now as well, and it going to the other games that we've got a menu. Um, Yes, okay, we've lost Bolton, but like you said, we've we've got Tranquil to fill in there. But um, I, I'm really excited by this team now. The, this Chiefs defense looked great. Um, I know we're slipping back into the talk about the Chargers game again, but um, it's what you come to expect from the Great British Chiefs show, isn't it? Yeah, I think we'll take a break actually. <laughs> yeah, long enough starts the show. Phenomenal. The second part of the show will only be like ten minutes long. <laughs> well, it's just going over the old notes, isn't it? That's all we're yeah. doing. So, yeah, yeah, why not? All right, then. Uh, when we come back, we'll be giving you the AP power rankings, and we'll be looking at the Chiefs at the Broncos. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there. Welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. As usual, it's the Hourhead Pride Power Rankings and it's over to Tom. Thank you, Brad. But before I get started, I've just seen some breaking news. Justin Watson will practice today. <laughs> really? After yeah. everything we've just said. <laughs> so uh, you know, that's the you know what I said the last five minutes of the podcast <laughs> curse of the great British team show right there there we go two hours before release there we go breaking <laughs> news Justin Watson practices today wow oh, you, you, can't, you can't script it can should we start you? again should we record on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go back and record the start again oh never mind never, never mind, mind. Power rankings. Let's get these power rankings in before the league changes. In <laughs> <laughs> um, fifth, the Miami Dolphins. Oh, fifth. You predicted their loss on Sunday. Fair play to you. Like I did. I thought they were going to beat the Eagles. I, I'll not lie. I had a bad week predicting football-wise, but, but I think a lot of people did. 49ers lost as well. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad the Dolphins lost. They, it seems like every time they play a good team, they lose. Funny that. Um, yeah, strange, but, isn't it? So yeah. it's almost like the stats aren't wrong. Yeah, they're playing a good team next week as well. Yeah. Um, in fourth, the 49ers. Well, we in humble pie on that one because uh, that's two losses in a row for them. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised at them. Yeah. I'm really surprised at them. I don't know what the hell's going wrong, but I, I'm sure they'll bounce back. They're a hell of a team. Yeah, yeah. In third, my uh, pick for the preseason, Baltimore Ravens. They're, oh, right, okay. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're, they're really, they are really good. Yeah, looking but, well, actually. But it does make me laugh that like Lamar Jackson, like, had his performance, which statistically was nowhere near as good as Mahomes. And everyone's saying, yeah, Lamar Jackson was the best player, best quarterback this week. But he wasn't. He was, he had a very, very good Lamar Jackson game. Mahomes just had a Mahomes game. That's uh, <laughs> all it was. <laughs> just um, a regular Mahomes game, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, in second, and I love Lamar Jackson, by the way. I went to see him a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, went to Spurs for that game. Um, love watching him live. Just yeah. a very, very good experience watching Lamar Jackson play football live. Oh, is it, is it, are you trying to tell me that you've dumped Tony Romo and you're going for Lamar Jackson jerseys now? Is that why we're on the conversation of Tony Romo? Oh, by the way, yeah, I absolutely would get a Lamar Jackson jersey in well. Oh, hundred percent. Like once he's retired, once he's retired, I'll get a Lamar Jackson jersey. He he he's so entertaining to watch. He's phenomenal. But anyways, whilst we're on the co- topic of Tony Romo, him and Nance have lost it. Really, they have. I agree with you there. It's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah, it's it's not all there, is it? They are. They essentially are the Great British Cheese Show of commentary. Like (laughs) they they just they just make it up as they go along. There's like there's no there's no research. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they 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 they're just two mates. They're just having a laugh, and everyone else is expected to go along with it. But some of the stuff they say just isn't funny. A bit like us. I, I I. when Romo was on it, when he first came out, like he was phenomenal. And you could tell that there was a bit like Jim Nance was kind of in awe of Tony Romo. Like, God, what are you going to say next, Tony? Like you're just yeah. waiting on every word that's going to come out of Tony Romo's mouth. Now it just feels like they're just too comfortable around each other. And they just feel like, oh, we can say what we want. We're Nance and Romo. And yeah. it's just, it's just bad. Like they have, like Martin Tyler had to retire last year from Sky Sports because his commentary was getting worse and worse and worse. And I feel like that's where Jim Nance might be going. I think 
Nance and Romo need to be split up. I think you're going to split them up. I think they need to be split up. Wow. I think they. I think you know, like I've seen it happen. It hasn't happened to me because I've been with my my partner for a very long time. But you see it happen when people split up with their long time partners. And then all of a sudden you see them three or four months later and they're like in the best shape of their life. They look amazing yeah. because they're not comfortable anymore. Yeah? yeah. That's what will happen to Nance and Roma if they split up. <laughs> like they need Roma to get out. Come out of retirement, you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, they, they need to get out of their comfort zones and then they need to put a bit more effort in. They need to start hitting the gym, a bit of spray tan, eat slightly healthier, do a yeah. bit more research. They split them up. I think they try a bit harder. But at the moment, it just feels like they're turning up and doing their job. Essentially what we're doing right now. Now, that's not me advocating for us splitting us up, by the way. I don't want to record a podcast with Pete Sweeney. Okay. All right. I, I don't want any of that. Okay. So, Steve, don't even think about it. All right. But Nance and Romo, 100%, they need to be split up. It has to happen. So you think the well, not that the fire's out. I mean, clearly the fire is there with them, but it's just the cosy little fire that they've got around. Yeah. The, you they've know, just got their own in of... jokes, yeah. and I just, I just, <laughs> yeah. everyone's going. What are you talking about? Yeah, I just, I, I just yeah. don't, I don't enjoy them like I used to. I used to love them. Do you remember back in the day? It was like, ah, oh, Nance and Roma this week. Yes, got Nance and Roma. I used to put it on headlines if yeah. Nance and Roma, because I used to put it in the headlines if Nance and Roma were the commentators. I don't do it anymore because I don't get excited about it. Give me Kevin Harlan. Give me Kevin Harlan. Oh, Kevin Harlan. Go back, go back to the days legend. when we got Kevin Harlan basically every week. Or Trent Green and Iron Eagle. We used to get them a lot as well on the Chiefs. Yeah. I would take them. I would take Kevin e- Kevin Harlan or Iron Eagle on the CBS broadcast for a Chiefs game now over Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I'm yeah. so over them. I would agree with you there with that. Yeah. When as soon as you said Kevin Harlan, I was like, yeah, legend. Yeah, I'm calling both games. <laughs> <laughs> that is a le- that's probably the legend most legendary point of his career. That yeah. calling both those games the way he did it as well. It was just seamless because everyone yeah. was like. Is he talking about this game? Is he talking about the other game? What, what, yeah. Everybody knew what was going on, but yeah. it was just like how smooth he was. I was just, he was just slipping it in there. It was great. By the way, whilst we're on the I'm calling both games conversation, how fun was it seeing Mike Kaziki score another late touchdown in New England to get uh, to help the Chiefs? Did, I had flashbacks, but this time we were supporting New England. Uh, it, what? it was great, wasn't it? It was It'd basically good. the same touchdown from the Dolphins, but the Dolphins scored a few years ago. We yeah, have to get phenomenal. him in the Chiefs ring of honour. We have to. Yeah. Mike Gazicki, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Never played for us, but he's in the Chiefs ring of honour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> second, Philadelphia oh, Eagles. We're back on that then, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. Um, second, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, my note here is, funnily enough, the best two teams from last season make up the top two this season. Well, yeah, funny night, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of happy about that because I feel like there needs to be consistently good teams in the NFL. And I, I do hate now their... as well. I really do. They think that yeah, now as well. I, yes. I, I hate their quest for parity. Like it's okay having a Leicester every now and then, yeah. but I feel like you should have dominant teams for a, for a while and you yeah. should build up rivalries, especially cross-conference rivalries. And the cross-conference rivalries really don't exist very much. But obviously you've had the Giants and the Patriots, yeah. the Eli Manning versus Tom Brady. I feel like we need another one. I uh, think we need another like twenty-year kind of dynasty. So starting from like oh. 2019, 2018, 2019, yeah. and then maybe you know another twenty years down the line kind of thing. We might yeah, that we still good. have that. I, I think that would be really good. But how cool would it be for us and like Chiefs fans and Eagles fans? And to be honest, the sport—if you had this ongoing like yeah. uh, Cavs versus Warriors type thing. 
with I, I, I would be like asked like everyone talks about sound the alarm. Everyone says the best Premier League era was when it was Arsenal versus Man United. I don't, had, but yeah, you would. Yeah, I know you yeah, would. But yeah. in general, everyone thinks it. Like you had a six, seven year period where either Arsenal or Man United won the league. Sorry, that's my alarm on my watch. Yes, I have a Casio watch with an alarm going on. Casio's God tier, mate. I'm just going yeah. to give you that. It's um, a God tier watch. But everyone says that that was the best era of Premier League football when you had a six or seven year stretch when it was Ferguson versus Wenger. You had like Wenger in his new way of thinking versus Ferguson in his old way of thinking and they were clashing. That's when football was at its peak over here in England. In England, I feel like the NFL needs that. Like the Bengals-Chiefs rivalry is very, very good for football. And I just feel like there needs to be another rivalry, but cross-conference as well. Wait, the Bengals are rivals? When did that happen? I mean, they are. They are. Really? Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for dominant teams. So I, I'm happy that the Eagles are still good and they're up there. Yes. I would I would take an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl right now. Do you know, I like the Eagles. I really do. Okay. I, I, I like how they play. The tush-push thing and everything like that. I, it, I know people are trying to say ban it, but no other team can emulate it at the moment. Yeah. Keep it in. If it's yeah. their thing, keep it in. Yeah, absolutely. Until it becomes dominant across the league, mm. then no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, and then number one, look who's back. God, that's the fanfare back. music. Back um, <laughs> you can see Chiefs back at number one. Turns out if you've got a top five offense, a top five uh, special teams and a top five defense, you're a pretty good team. So yeah. It kind of helps, doesn't it? Oh man, we we do you, do you, can you remember the time where we were waiting for like a top ten Chiefs defense? Now we've got a top five Chiefs defense. Top two currently. Top two. Well, yeah, you know. But can you imagine? I never actually thought we'd get to this stage where we'd have like at least a top five defense at this stage. I thought everything was going to be loaded on the offensive side for the Chiefs. But we've now got the defense winning games for Patrick yeah. Mahomes. You know, it's. And then as soon as Patrick Mahomes clicks, that oh man, the rest of the NFL is on notice. I'm telling you, yeah, absolutely. No, um, any cellar dwellers this week? Is is it Broncos? Please tell it's the Broncos. The Denver Broncos are thirty first. The Carolina Panthers are thirty second. The Raiders, just to let you know, are twenty eighth, and the Chargers twentieth. Wow. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the AFC West is locked up, shall we say? Well, it's funny because I was asking this question because I saw a lot of it on social media where it was like, the Chiefs win against the Chargers, that's it, the AFC West is done. And I was like, really? Really is it done? And you were like, oh, absolutely it's done because the Chiefs are obviously six and one, Raiders three and four. Yep. And the Chargers and Broncos have already been by the Chiefs anyway. So... The Chiefs need to win four more games to win the the AFC West. That's it, yeah, four more games. That's it. So you get a win against the Broncos. You beat the Raiders. Beat the Raiders. Beat beat the Raiders twice, beat the Broncos, just win one more game than the AFC West one. Yeah, it's done, isn't it? It is done. Kick back. The the Chargers aren't going to get to 10 wins. No. And if they do, we'll have them on the head-to-head. The Raiders certainly aren't going to 10 wins, and the Broncos might be lucky if they get to three. Um, It is done, isn't it? It's done. We have won the division by the end of October. It's ludicrous. It's, it's so funny how dominant this team is over this one division. Um, 
but it does make the season a little bit boring. I suppose, no, no, it doesn't. We're, we're on the quest for the number one seed. It's us versus the Dolphins versus whoever from the AFC North and the Jags, I suppose, for the number one seed. That's a good little battle that'll come out. I've, I think the Chiefs are well on their way to the number one seed, by the way. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, do, but do you remember a couple of seasons ago where it was like, oh, the AFC West is the division because you've got Derek Carr-led Raiders with Devon A. Adams. You've got Justin Herbert. You've got... Russell Wilson joining the league, you know, joining the division and stuff. And it's like, oh my God, yeah, it could really, really kind of kick off. There's going to be a bigger, bit of a dogfight going on here. And it's like, what on earth has happened to the AFC West? The Chiefs are just so dominant and they haven't been playing particularly well on offense this season either. I think our excuses or like what we used to say about Tom Brady are Patrick Mahomes is never lucky to play in the AFC East. I think we kind of need to park that now because, um, the AFC West is becoming as bad as the AFC East was when Tom Brady was around. Uh, it'll never be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to be that bad. That way. It's no, that don't, way. Don't, 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 don't take that away from me, Tom. Don't. Right? I'm telling you now. Don't, don't take that away from me. It's the only thing I can hold on to against Brady. Anyway, right. Broncos, if you want to go back to the previous couple of shows, um, we'll probably have all the same notes for this anyway, but we'll crack on. Um, so uh, the Chiefs at the Broncos at Mile High Stadium, which is, um, do you know what? I'd actually really like to go and visit Mile High Stadium one day. Would you? Do we very, do? very, very high up my uh, list of stadiums I want to visit. Should we do it while the Chiefs are hot? I, I do want to do it. Like you can get really easy flights from the UK to Denver. Yeah, uh, they're reasonably priced as well. Um, Cheap tickets as well. As a, as a South Park fan. I would quite like to go to Colorado. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do I do want to go to there one day and it is high up my list. I probably would rather go there than say watch the Chiefs in Vegas or the Chiefs in LA. Oh no, I still want to watch them in Vegas. I would Maybe, love to do that. I, I feel like you go to a cold evening game in Denver for the Chiefs, I feel like you're at a proper football match. Yeah. Where at, if you're going to watch the Chiefs versus the Raiders, essentially you're going to watch a show. Like afterwards, you might as well go and watch Adele in her residency afterwards or Britney Spears or someone like that. You are yeah. basically just going for Vegas. And maybe that does, that does sound pretty good, actually. It does sound good, doesn't it? You just talk yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's but do it. Yeah, that that is how day. little Let's we have to day. talk about the Broncos. We're turning this into a travel show. <laughs> We no, should say, here. <laughs> let, let, let's double date, because apparently that's what Taylor Swift and uh, Brittany Holmes are doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. By the yeah. way, have you been practicing the handshake? I have actually. Good. I'll be. I'll be honest. I have been practicing it. Um, I when practiced... I first see you at the hotel in Frankfurt, I, I, our first interaction has to be that handshake. Has to be. I'm. I'm going to make it my aim that everyone I speak to that weekend, I my first interaction with them will be that handshake. Or Look, I'm going to at least attempt it with every single person. Well, that's the Friday night, isn't it? That's the Friday. That's, that's the whole weekend. Night. Whole weekend. Oh, right, okay. Any anyone like even when the guy's searching me before I go in the stadium, I'm gonna try and do the Taylor Swift Brittany Mahomes handshake with him. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <All> weekend. <laughs> anyways, anyways, the, the Broncos, the Broncos. Go back and listen to shows two weeks ago because I I, I don't want to spend I've I've got things to do. I don't really want to spend much time on talking about the Denver Broncos. Like I know I'm sorry, Steve. You're gonna be sitting there thinking, oh, they're gonna give me a two-minute segment I can use for social media. I don't think you're gonna get it, to be honest. No. Because like they are so bad. Like they just beat the Jordan Love 
Packers-led Packers, they've got they're just not clicking. Yeah, they're not as bad as I'm basically repeating what we said a couple of weeks ago. They're not as bad as the 70-20 loss to the uh, Miami Dolphins. Their defense is better than that. Yes, the Chiefs only beat them 16-8 or wherever it was a couple of weeks ago. But they do not pose a problem for this team. I don't care that it's an afternoon kickoff in Colorado. They have just completely fallen off a cliff. This team is broken. It is broken. And if the Chiefs play like they did on Sunday against the Chargers in Denver, this is going to be a non-contest. Russell Wilson might throw for 250 yards and a couple of touchdowns. But the way the Chiefs are playing right now, I don't think 14, 17 points is going to be enough. The Chiefs are going to get to 30 points. They're probably going to get to 34. I wouldn't be surprised if they run, run the score up against the Broncos because we know that they have done that in the past against this particular team. Kareem Jackson's not playing well good because he's a day and his hits have been disgusting. He's been fined four times so far this year yeah. for hits, for illegal hits on players. It's about time the NFL took that seriously. We spoke about this a few weeks ago about penalties not being strict enough with certain things. Yeah. And a 15 yard penalty and a fine is not a strong enough penalty. Okay, they did eject him. But they I'm glad I'm glad that the cheat uh, the league come out and punished a guy accordingly for flat out just being dangerous and i'm glad he's not playing yes he's going to appeal it he might get knocked down to three games but that won't make a difference he's not playing this sunday i'm gonna yeah. give you my prediction straight away the chiefs are going to win this game 34 oh, we're straight into predictions are we yeah honestly <laughs> i i just this this is going to be the worst preview of a pog, uh, game we've ever had but i just we done it two weeks ago we don't need to do it again go yeah. back and listen to our show two weeks ago in fact, do that because then we get double the amount of hits on one podcast. It's Woo! great. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh, they're, they're so bad. They're, oh. Just to put a bit of context on what Tom is saying, points against per game, they're 31st. Total yards against per game, 32nd. Passing yards against per game, 30th. Time of possession per game, 32nd. That bad. is terrible. They're bad. They needed field goals to beat Jordan Love. Like, come on. It just, they're not a good team. <laughs> the reason they're so low down our rankings is because they're just awful. I, 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 honestly, I think it goes back to me thinking that either Sean Payton's thinking about tanking or it's still a turd at the end of the day. And I think that's pretty much what Sean Payton's looking at now. I think he's thinking, God, this team is trash. I need to clear the decks. I think they can't clear, I think they can't clear their, one of their biggest problems, lose. though. They can't clear him. Russell Wilson's got too big of a contract. He's staying. Just, they can't get rid of him. They're, it's they're expensive screwed. backup, isn't he? They're, 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 they're screwed, <laughs> honestly. And and I also screwed. think they will win enough games to take themselves out of the running for the number one pick as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, what, fifth or sixth pick? Because I think I think they're yeah. good enough to win games against certain opponents. I don't think they're any good to be able to cause elite teams any issues. Like if the Broncos end up playing the Bills or the Bengals this year, don't expect any failures from them. Like they're going to get battered, but they're going to win mm. enough games where they're not going to be top three, top four. That they although we haven't rode down in the rankings, I still don't think they're as bad as Arizona. I still don't think they're as bad as say Carolina, and probably the Bears. So you're probably looking there, right? Fourth, fifth pick, maybe sixth pick, maybe. Are they yeah. going to be able to get that guy to transform their franchise? I don't think they are. I think they're screwed. I d- I still don't understand why Sean Payton went there in the first place. 
Um, I would have thought he would have gone to a better situation in terms of quarterback. Maybe his ego fed that. I'm not too sure. But I just don't get it. I, I think they're awful. The Chiefs are going to absolutely batter them on Sunday. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll eat my hat yeah. if we lose this game. That scoreline was favourable to the Broncos than it was to the Chiefs. Yeah. So this game, after seeing what I saw against the Chiefs, uh, with the Chiefs from the Chargers, on the offence, the defence is playing, and we've got a menu back as well. The pressure is going to be on for Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think this this game's an absolute dead cert. Put that absolute house on this game uh, for the Chiefs bringing down the dub. Before we leave, this is Russell Wilson's passing stats against the Chiefs two weeks ago, right? He was 13 for 22, 95 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. 95 yards. Freaking hell. 95 yards. And it was that close. And it was it, that close. And it was a garbage time touchdown as well. Like, it just... It flattered them. <laughs> I can say that confidently. It's, that points... The points yeah. in that game, it flattered the, the Broncos yeah. massively. We're going we're gonna to beat them easy. I think, no, they will be a little bit better because they're at home. They may cause some issues like they did last year in Denver. But I don't think they're going to cause enough. I like The Chiefs will get in, get out, get that win, get on the flight to Germany. Like That that's needs to be their plan. But, yeah. Are you, going for a, are you going for a score prediction? Yeah, 34-17. I've already said I think they're double the amount of points. 17? Wow. Yeah. I think Andy Reid will just take the foot off the gas and just... Bench Mahomes and Kelsey and Co. And that's it. That's all she wrote. Hey, right then. Let's get out of here because the Newcastle game's on. <laughs> <laughs> right then. That's all we've got time for this week. Uh, as always, we'll be back again for, on our usual Wednesday slot. Uh, also remember to stick around on the Hour Ahead Pride podcast network for more content from the team. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts for us to read out on the next show. Uh, it'd be great to obviously read some of those out. Um, and also remember, it's going to be our Germany special next week. And there's going to be a lot more content coming out from me and Tom whilst we're over in Germany to kind of give you a bit of a flavor of what we're doing. And the fans that we're Sorry, Brad. with as well. Breaking news. Breaking news. What? Breaking what? news. Breaking news. What? Quick one. Breaking. Free agent DN Frank Clark just told me he's flying in today for a visit with the Seahawks. If all goes well, here's sign. See you back to the Seahawks. Yeah. He's returning back. Oh, home. no. This is from Ian Rappaport, 58 seconds ago. Yeah, he's signing with the Seahawks. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> it's like that Jeremy you. Clarkson. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, well, no. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Wow, okay. Sorry to, well, sorry to interrupt mid-flow, but you know, before I let you know, Chris Jones will be sad. But yeah, I don't think I don't think it's gonna affect the Chiefs too much. I, I think they can cope fine without no. signing Frank Clark the way they've been playing. I think yeah. so. But anyways, we I were finishing Steve's this podcast. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I we were finishing it. Steve, you're gonna have to queue up the outro music again. <laughs> <laughs> Tom just bombed it for you. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah you can also check out the daily news articles on our website ourheadpride.com all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon